We had uh, we're we're live as always. We have the uh, the uh, pre-show talks. So let me let me ask, Jamie, did you have something you wanted to go over today? Uh, well, let's go over what you want to go over first, and then I'll tie in quickly before we start. What did I want to go over again? Uh, we wanted to go. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, we, we was gonna go over what was we gonna go over uh, the, the VR stuff, the state of play. Um, oh, that's oh, what dead, I wanted to go new, over. New, yeah, new consoles. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for so well, so for people oh, listening oh, to this, huh? Have they had a state of play? Are you talking about the next one? Uh, uh, the next yeah, one, the one, the one they just announced. Up. Yeah, mm. but. I wanted to take this time because back in a past episode of the podcast, I was talking about how I thought that PlayStation was going to release the the basically the the next tier, the the next gen refresh of the PS5 in 2023, and everybody told me I was out of my mind, that I was insane, and I just want to take this moment to as a victory lap because for those that didn't see, TCL basically accidentally leaked this. It was a, a conference they had in Poland, and they had their slide showing that what they were focusing on, or one of the things they were focusing on, was the next-gen refreshes, which through Sony was set, was, I emphasize was, okay, set to come out in 2023, 2024. Now we all know that the 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 uh, the pandemic has messed up everybody's timeline, so it's no guarantee that this is going to be the case. But it does show that at one time, both Microsoft and PlayStation had the idea to set their refreshes in those years. Everybody called me a madman. Okay, right, all right. Let's let's get let's get into it then. So, I've looked into this and. Nowhere have I found any information that it was, like, actual information from Sony or Microsoft. Like, it, it, to me, it just looks like their prediction of what they think. That doesn't mean anything. That's uh -huh. like me making a slideshow, putting it on the podcast, saying, oh, well, the next-gen refresh is coming out next year, so that's you it confirmed. Okay, well, first of all, you can't just make a slide. <laughs> Say yes, like, yes you, I can because no, no, that's what no, they have no, done no, there is no, 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 no there is no, no, no. confirmation I mean, you, anywhere you can't just say like okay when in the last because I don't know if you would find this like you would be able to find whether or not they made the slide just from their predictions because it doesn't say that either none of the articles do but if you're a, a tech company a TV company, what would make you not just say we're fruit, we're future proof and giving the ability for AK? Why would you go as far as to put those refreshes out there on a slide with no actual but, like yeah, that? Like, why I not know, just but, say yeah, PS6 but, or, but like or PlayStation Xbox 5 X as it stands or whatever they're going to call yeah, it next? PS5 as it stands has 8K on the box. On the yeah, current but, version of the PS5 we have, so you yeah. can't really take that as substantial okay. evidence. It has 8K on the box, but we all know it's not actual 8K. There is one game that's currently out that can run in 8K if you have an 8K TV. 
So and we, and uh, you know, we know I just I just look at the facts. It's not official. Yeah, I know it's AK. not official. But, so but that's still. what I'm saying. There's well, there's a difference. Anyway, it pay off. What do you think? So what's what's there next? Or what supposedly is there next? What do you want to read? Just the. They, they basically had a guy standing up during this conference, and behind him, he had a slide. And on this slide, I wish I had – see, I wish I had actually put this so I could put it over what's on the screen currently. But basically, in the slide, it was showing, like, what they were planning on doing for their next TVs to capitalize on certain milestones. And the thing is, is they had, in the last little piece, the – the uh, being compatible with the gener the generation refreshes of both Sony and Microsoft consoles. Right. But they specifically they didn't say PS6 or Microsoft whatever they're going to name their next thing the Cube I don't know but they specifically pointed out the refreshes. Yeah, but that's that's just based off of the timeline of history that we've had with consoles because if you look at the slide you have you know gen 7 gen 8 gen 8.5 gen 9 which is our current generation and then generation 9.5 so they're literally basing this off of the history of the refreshes that we've had in the past and making a educated guess as to when the next generation refresh is going to come there is nothing in this slide or this presentation for that matter that has any substantial evidence that, that is we're not gonna we're not gonna agree because I think that's I I, I personally think that's a lot to um, guess on, and I and and not I can really just, it's I think just an it educated is. guess. See, you say educated guess, but at the same time, with them talking about where they're aiming it, like what they're aiming to keep up with, what the refresh is, you don't just go out and make that statement. Like you, it, it would be more believable to me your argument on this if it was actually just them saying we're pre we're preparing to be ready for the next iteration of game systems. That that's a statement you can make. I don't see a TV company being like, but you know what? These refreshes that no one's mentioned. That that just seems like too mm. much of a, a thing to throw. I out don't know. There. But I like I said, we're not going to agree. Now, before we go live, because we're at the time, did you, did you want to go over your... Uh... Yeah, the, they announced a, a new showcase that's coming out next week, which is going to uh -huh. be interesting. And it's primarily, by the looks of things, going to focus on uh, PSVR 2 stuff and third-party stuff. So, for one, I think that the show is basically going to be gameplay uh, for Spoken, because I think they're targeting a, uh, a release this year. Um, but what's most interesting to me is finally finding out if PSVR 2 is a serious VR headset or if it's just going to be another gimmick like the Quest. Because I love VR and I've had PSVR 1, I've had the Quest 1, I've had Quest 2, uh, basically all of the headsets. And they're fun when you first get them, but then they just get really boring because the games that's on them are re either really short experiences or just very repetitive stuff because you're very limited to what you can create without a really big budget um and when they announced psvr 2 that was my hope is that that they're the ones that's going to break away from that and start creating these larger scale games for vr 
Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what type of games they actually announce on this showcase, because for me it's going to be the make or break point as to whether I'm going to continue venturing into VR from here. Have they said they're focusing on anything in particular? Because I'd imagine with the timing, if it's just a state of play, it's going to focus on the um, PS Plus changes. So they're like Game Pass they, models. They didn't mention anything oh, about that. They just said that it was going to be around 30 minutes long and it would be focused on uh, third-party partnership games and uh, a few, uh, several is the word they used, sneak peeks of what they're developing for PSVR 2. Right. They might right. they might throw it in there, I mean, who knows. But... Like such a huge rebrand, you'd think that would be... Yeah, that's, that's another thing, like, you know, the marketing for this new PS Plus has been absolutely crap. I mean, you're doing this whole refresh and you're changing everything and you're adding all these tiers and we haven't even had like anything other than a blog post about it. It's ridiculous. But, yeah. All right. Well, let's I'll be, I just don't believe that it's going to be as heavy into PSVR as you think. I, I hope think so. I, th I think they're going to show like the last three minutes is just going to be a bunch of flashed up images of things in the works. You're probably right, not, because that's very Sony. But that's very Sony, yeah. It. So that's that's my opinion. But let's go ahead and get this show started. I'm gonna mute us and uh, go through the intro. And when we come back, it's go time. Welcome, 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 everybody. We're here yet again, and it's episode 81 of the Made in Dreams podcast. The countdown to 100 is on, my friends. Not so. Long. Not long at all. As always, I'm your host, Mighty Vicious, joined by my partner in crime across, yeah, across the pond, Jamie James Auditore. How you doing, Blood? Yeah, just, just across the pond, like, yeah, he's not in America, so it doesn't count. It's all right, it's fine. I did not throw that shade. I, I just, I, I hope you know that. That's not what I was trying to do. But anyway, today we're joined by the very talented dreamer, game dev, payoff wizard. Welcome to the show, my dude. Hey, how's it going? Indeed, indeed. So we finally got him on. Like, can we just yes. say, like the, like we finally got payoff on the show. Just like it's, it's a big moment for us. It, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Oh, uh, <laughs> so I mean, I kind of want to start off just with your background, who you are, as much as you want to share, uh, influences, stuff like that, and we'll get to your reel. So, yeah, 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 that, let's go ahead and get started. Tell us about yourself. Uh, okay, so I've always wanted to work in games. I mean, I've loved games since high school. Uh, so I decided to take a university course called Computer Animation and Special Effects, from that, I realized it's the art side I wanted to go into, and specifically like modeling and character modeling. So after graduating, I got a job as a character artist working on some Nintendo DS games. Uh, not, not for very long, uh, like a junior artist. Um, then I moved to a web-based company doing like 3D social spaces, mostly pre-rendered stuff, also kind of moved into a more generalist role in 3D, so doing everything from sculpting, animating, rendering, uh, also 
some graphic design here and there. And then from there, I moved to a gaming company, as in like gambling gaming, doing games and promotional videos for them, and also moving into uh, the motion graphics side. So, how then I moved from there to Dreams was just by chance. I didn't even know about it until like the day it launched. Uh, managed to catch a couple of reviews, thought, hey, that looks, looks quite interesting. Picked it up on the off chance. Got home, gave it a try, hated it at the start. Tried, tried to sculpt like I would in Maya, and it was like, what is this? I absolutely can't stand it. So like a week later, I gave it another try, because you know how like you sleep on something and you just figure out ways of actually trying to do it? That kind of happened, so my stuff from there started to get a lot better, a lot better, a lot better, until I actually started to enjoy the process and realize how Dreams wants you to model, mm. as opposed to, because it's so different, the process, that it's, it's more fun, but some of the stuff you can do easily in traditional software, you can in Dreams, and vice versa. And then from there, it's just like what you already know. My work from where it stands. Well, if you don't, everybody that's watching the podcast can see that uh, Ascent Remastered is uh, playing right now, uh, which is a game Payoff Wizard made. And um, I kind of want to go into. Ascent Remastered. One, yeah. it's I have to thank you. Take the time to thank you for allowing me to do voice work for this game, uh, because yeah, it was it, it's one of the it's one of the projects that I've been most happy with as far as you know, just being a part of. And so I want to put that out there. But let's talk about influences regarding not just Ascent or the Ascent, but you overall like you seem to have a as you already gave us your history you seem to have a very good understanding of a lot of the aspects of game dev and yeah like where did this where did ascent come from well i think everyone's going to realize that it's heavily influenced by iCal. i mean <laughs> when it started it wasn't supposed to be like the horns on the character were supposed to be like a oh here's a little tribute to Ico as like a reference and then the more it developed it just happened to snowball into what some people call like just a copy but i was trying to i mean apart from the horns they're nothing like each other apart from being puzzle platformers so i'd say in, as for other influences journey um rhyme um What's the underwater one? Abuza, something like that? Absu. Yeah. Yeah, games, games like that, just like journey kind of games where the the game tells the story itself without being overtly in your face. That was it, the kind of idea behind it. Yeah, and and how did it, what's your process as far as making that work like i guess environmental storytelling did you just take all the cues directly from uh ico which is an amazing game um 
like, did you take well, all the, your cues from that, or were there other projects you've worked on that kind of made you want to attempt something in the same realm? Uh, no, it's just games I like have that kind of style, and then it's like, what? Also, animation is a pain in the ass. It takes so long to do that if I can like stick a subverted story in there that you kind of make up yourself, like some cues in there, is a hell of a lot less work. So that was the whole, the whole design theory for uh, Ascent started with the best way to work around Dream's limitations. So one, the fixed camera angle, you're not rotating over everywhere, you don't have to model the entirety of the environment. Two, being up in the clouds, you just stick clouds in the background, you don't need to model the rest of the environment. And three, um, Dreams has the quirk where you can either have small, high detailed objects and lots of them, or large objects that aren't as that are more flecky, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's where the idea of building it out of blocks came in. I make like five or six high detail blocks, and then because those are instances, they take up very little, or they take up no more graphics thermo than the original cost of the first block, and then it's just incremental gameplay thermo. But you can stick thousands of them in. And you're fine. So it was it was designed around the limitations, and I actually really like the design of it, in that it's just made out of these cubes. So I've kind of lost my trail of thought now. <laughs> what was the original question? The original question was just the idea of like building around, uh, how would you say, environmental storytelling. Uh, As, storytelling. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of tried off, but it was more, it's just easier to do that than it is to do the animation, was the point I was trying to make. But And then the, in Remastered, the um, kind of graphic designing one is influenced by Journey. Mm. If you know what I mean, if you remember those cutscenes, I'm not sure if you played it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> many times. It's kind, of, it's kind of similar to that and the way it's animated, but Dreams also does that kind of animated flex drawings really nicely. The way you can just like, I can't remember what it is, the um, scrub the timeline of the flex almost. So, so it like draws itself. Yeah. Uh, in Within the does paint that, settings, yeah. Yeah, it does that very easily and looks pretty good. So we've had uh, we've had you in chat a lot mm -hmm. during during uh, our episodes, which I always love reading, and because your no your knowledge of it oh. uh, of of game dev is is evident, but I also wanted to give you a chance while talking about I guess your process. Is there anything that you I guess now that you have the mic, do you is there anything you'd like to go into regarding the basically the conversations we've had around dreams, whether it be dreams as a professional creation engine question mark or monetization future of dreams, etc. Just what just wondering if it's something if there's anything you'd want to get into I specifically. I wouldn't say I'm 
got any more knowledge than anyone else in regards to game dev, like creating games other than the technical 3D side of it. But um, there are lots of what I'd like for the future of dreams. It, I think for the people that spend thousands and thousands of hours making games on dreams, I think they're almost in. I don't want to say entitled, but I think they are entitled to make money from those, or at least the opportunity to make money from them. I think that's something that MM almost owe those people that have spent that much time on it. I mean, I don't think there are many creations that would make a profit or any kind of money, certainly not for the amount of time spent on them, but I think they're almost, they deserve the chance to make money, if you know what I mean, because yeah. they've they've said we are real game devs, but I don't think you can make that statement when you're doing it all for free. So it's kind of like they want to have your cake and eat it. They want to tell us that we're doing making professional games, but in it, at the end of the day, at the moment, you're just playing a game. You're doing it for your own pleasure. So it's, it's like a, it's a it's a tricky subject. And how do you how do you see that? Of uh, I feel like this. Do you think that the future of dreams relies on that becoming less tricky? No, I no. I, I think this is going to sound really harsh, but I think dreams is at the point where. Okay, so at MM, I think there's probably more people on the community team than there are actively working on developing dreams. I think the majority of MM are probably working on a completely different project. Really? I think so. For how long it's been out and the amount of stuff that's been given, the majority of work seems to have gone into like community events, which for a studio as good as them, I think either they're working on something huge that's going to drop that has required a load of work and they've just not told us at all or they're doing something else. Because do you think, do you think that could be Winter's Tale? I, I don't, no, probably not. I think they've probably helped with it, like given some expertise, but I don't think they're working on it. I mean, Dreams is not funding media molecule that like Sony and Sony's not going to keep paying for them because I know they're a part of Sony they're not going to keep paying the whole studio's wages unless they have a plan and the plan can't be dreams unless they have some way of profiting from it which the sales alone are not going to be covering hardly anyone's costs anymore anyway so I'm not sure mm. <sighs> There doesn't necessarily have to be a profit, though, from Sony to continue funding Media Molecule, because, I mean, you, you have companies that just have other companies that are purely there just for the creative arts. Like, they don't have to necessarily be making a profit when what they give to the brand as a whole is is this creative artsy thing. I mean, that's what 
that's what Medium Molecule's always been with Tearaway and Little Big Planet. Yeah. It's all about creation and giving back to the community and giving the control uh, to the players. Like that's their whole thing. That's that's true, but I think they can do that by com making a complete, completely new game. Like I think Sony's gonna. There's a point where they say, okay, you can make what you want. Just do something new that we can release, because. Games make all their money in like the first few weeks. Yeah. They make like ninety percent of their profit. So Dreams is not making anything at the moment. So like they can say, okay, you can make whatever you want. Just give us something new we can release. If that so was the case, then why would you say? More cynical. But if that if that if that was the case, why would Sony be backing all of the? the media marketing that they have done, like with Mercedes-Benz and, you know, these films that's come out and all of these events and stuff, like, why would they be bothering to to sort of fund all that, trying to get all the partnership stuff in if they didn't necessarily want to have Media Molecule continue with the journey of dreams? I don't think they've been spending huge amounts on the funding. I mean, the whole point you seem to make every week is that they're not funding dreams. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Absolutely. So I don't think they've spent very much, or like, I, I, other than a few tweets, I can't think of the amount, how much money they've spent into advertising that. So you don't think that you don't you don't think that Dreams is gonna sort of evolve over time, and and they're gonna sort of open like, it up as a platform. I would like to think so, but at the moment, I've not seen enough that. To think that the whole studio is working full time on it, I do How would you feel about the like? Because I've said multiple times, and for people just tuning in, uh, I want to make this very clear. Dreams, in my mind, dreams as it is right now is everything it needs to be of yeah, course of, of of course people that that you know take live in the dreams community which is you know who we speak with who we talk to who we have these conversations with there are always going to be things that we want to have added and things that we because we see the promise of dreams you know, we're always going to be like, oh, there's more that can be done. I really hope they back this. But I would really like to get the, get the, because of where this conversation has gone, I would really like to get out there the idea of none of this is meant to speak about dreams in a negative light. It's merely having a conversation on the state of dreams and what we see from inside the community and what we think. Now, we don't know until Media Molecule comes out. So I hope you can have, I hope you can have fun with the conversation and the what ifs that like we do. Um, but having said that, with everything you said, do you believe that the play payoff wizard, do you believe that the play is too long? Because I've always felt like the play was, yeah, you might not make money or be making money now, but the whole idea of backing dreams, as we all know, as great as it can be, it's, it seems like there's going like I feel like that time hasn't come where it's like the payoff 
needs to be needs to be immediate because let's say they do come up with the idea of you can make games it's all published under PlayStation they get their cut just like any other engine if you take something like licensing as opposed to as opposed to like uh, you know just the free tool that's given out or the tool that's given out to devs there's always two tiers even with stuff like Unreal and you know all that stuff so do you believe that they'd be working on something else anyway even with the idea that that main push of what's really going to be like the publishing side do you do you not see that happening and therefore making it worthwhile or I, no i don't see as much as i would love it to happen i don't see them to be honest ever letting you sell your stuff or make money from games specifically i mean you can export music and videos which is fine and you've got the um forum you can do to like profit from it but i don't i think it's too much work like knowing i know the outside but knowing a little bit about how much you need to implement to just make that a thing i even if they did do it it's so far off i think that mm. I, I would never start a project in dreams or like spend as invest as much time learning it with the idea that eventually you'll be able to profit for it i think that's just not a good idea like you you'd be better off spending your time learning blender huh interesting so i i'm i'm not taking anything away from it i freaking love dreams if they did do that i think it would have a huge impact on the indie game marketplace I mean, it would as soon as as soon as they release something that you can profit from, you would have an influx of like professional artists. Yeah, absolutely. Professional game devs come to Dreams and realize this is a really good, really quick project we can make stuff on. And the increase in quality of Dream-specific stuff would be like through the roof, like year yeah. one. Like, because you have, I mean, everyone knows how good Martin is, right? But there are like a thousand artists <laughs> at Martin's level, and you yeah. get all those come to dreams. Like, well, there are hundreds of thousands of people that like it, but you get a fraction of those people coming to dreams, and the quality just shoots off the off the chart. But at that point, it's they're not coming to dreams the game; they're coming to dreams the software, the tool. Yeah, like those games are not going to be published inside dreams that then you buy in dreams. They're going to be like separate products. Um, but that that's not necessarily a bad thing though, because you know, as long as long as Sony gets their cut, it doesn't at, necessarily make a difference. At that point, it shifts from being a game to being a tool, and yeah, like that's what I would like to see happen. Because like me myself, I don't really play play Dreams. I just do it to be creative, mm. to do stuff I enjoy, and like. I've taken a break for a couple of months because I'm only working on stuff now when I, like, when I want to enjoy it, and like I burn out quite quickly. Like mm. when I start a new project, I'll be obsessed with it for the first couple of weeks. I'll play it till midnight, wake up like seven o'clock, play for a couple of hours before work, do like ninety percent of the project, and then like slowly drift off. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's a so, tough one. Huh. I'm trying. I, to... I'm I'm Go definitely ahead. on. I, I'm on the train that. I'm definitely on the train that dreams will have exportation eventually. I think it's definitely I at the. I think it's definitely going to be at the end of its life cycle. I think that's like the end goal for Media Molecule is try and do everything else first, whatever they can, and exportation is, is like the last hurrah. Because, I mean, just the things that they can do with that, I mean, Sony in mind, you know, the, the marketing rights that they could have where, you know, they are the only console in existence that has the ability to develop games on it themselves and how they can take a cut from it. There can be a section of the store that's primarily just for the games that's been developed within their engine. I mean, there's just so much that Sony themselves benefits from that I, from a business perspective, I can just see it being like, that's the end game. That's why we're funding it. That's why we'll give you the time you need because the payoff in the end is going to be worth it because we're, we're going to create a whole new platform on a console that hasn't been done before. I disagree that saying that that's like the end of dreams. I think if that happens, that's almost like a rebirth of dreams. As soon as that happens, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. If that actually happens, there's no life end lifetime for dreams. They don't need to keep supporting it. Like it support itself. And as soon as they do do that, they could, they have to introduce some sort of I don't know new subs. Oh, of course, yeah, there had to be something, yeah. Because they could charge hundreds and hundreds of pounds or dollars if you could export your games. Yeah. But that's, that's where I think it's heading. I mean, from a business perspective, and the reason why Sony is still funding Media Molecule to toy around with this software, you know, their employment rate has gone up as well. If you've been tracking that, you see that they're employing all the time. Yeah, but... <laughs> No one's saying they're employing for dreams. They're employing multiplayer people, but that could be for something completely different. I don't know. I'm just I'm still on that train of everything is well, just gearing dreams up to, right. to get it to where it needs to be. I think we would have seen more by now. Yeah. I mean, well, we got a square flag. I mean, it's great, but <laughs> how long is that? That's not taking two years, surely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I think I'm I am more on the line of we haven't seen exactly what they're doing and I think I I would hope that they're still focusing on dreams and the only thing I would say to that is just the idea that like you know the idea of dreams was not only just to, you know, give us this awesome tool, but to create an engine that they would use for their next, like, they, well, them and others would use to create things for PlayStation. Now, I think, you know, as you said, there are things that it lacks comparing to, you know, more traditional PC developer tools, but I don't know. Like, I still am of the belief that the main, the main push is coming and i, I don't I, I think i'm just more cynical that it takes a lot to a lot of money to run a studio and i don't think sony are just going to keep funding them unless there's revenue coming from somewhere so i don't, I don't know 
Hmm. I hope you're right now. Yeah. do. We will see. We will see. So what was because this whole time I've had your works going on on the screen and Hawk's Quest, like what was what was the motivation behind this behind this game? Uh, so it, it first started. Um, I really didn't like the combat in Ascent, the first one. It was like floaty and there was no like. I don't before before I made it. There's not been a game on Dreams I played where it actually felt like you've connected with any hits. There's no like so I wanted to try. Not very create, tight. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to try and create like um, just melee combat that felt good. So I just kind of built a character, built some enemies, and that was my goal with it. And then it's like this actually is quite nice, like because I've released. <laughs> Some videos on YouTube of just like the combat with the basic enemies, and it's yeah. kind of one of those mini things where it just keeps building and building. And now I've got like a character and like 15 different enemy types, and it actually feels quite good. So it's like, oh, I suppose I better put something together. So, so basically, you, you said that you started out with just like you didn't like the combat. Is that where you start with your like with each process? Like you have this goal that you're trying to reach. And then you just build out from there, or like when you when you come up with an idea for a game, is it like you sit down and bang out every inch of it and then start building? Uh, until Ascent Remastered, everything was just like messing around on dreams that just turned into a game. Like the first Ascent was just testing lighting and a visual style, and it's like, oh, this looks quite nice. I suppose I turn it into a game. Uh, Ox Quest was just the combat. Master Blaster was like, I actually did that in two weeks. That was just trying to do like a bullet hell shooter character. And I was like, oh, I'll just make an arena. And it actually, I think that's my favorite game I've made because it, it feels fun to play. Uh, but Assault Remastered was the first one where I like planned the levels and had like an idea of how I wanted the game to progress. Like, just figured out some puzzles before I actually built them, grey boxed in the levels. Whereas the first one was just like, oh, I suppose I'll go this way, and then maybe there'll be like a jump here or something. Like, building it as the final thing straight away. No real plan behind it, just kind of winging it. Hmm. So, yeah. so, do you... Uh, and, I, and I ask this probably knowing the answer, but... Uh, what do you implement when doing level design? Like, do you do you gray box or do you just build outward and just come up with ideas on the go? Everything up until remastered was just ringing it. Whereas I, now I would gray box everything. If I plan to make a proper game, not just like a experiment, like a little test or a jam or something, I would gray box everything because it really helps. It saves time as well. I mean, if you know, if, if you've got, if it plays well in a grey box, then you can just, it's so much easier to edit than if you've got like a platform with like a thousand different objects on it, like scenery and stuff. Changing that after is too much work, it's not worth it. Yeah. That, so, I, 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 asked, I asked just because um, while I've, I've had this, idea to be a game designer 
my heart lies more in film. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I don't know if it's, I see so many games being made that I, I want to try it out, but I'm not good like with the process of it. Like I don't, I, it's like I, I want to make a game and I have the overarching idea, but I don't have the knowledge of where to begin. I just think of like the final picture and it becomes really daunting because it's like, ah, got to get to this spot. But I've, you know, I don't gray box. It's as I've said before, it's kind of like, I go kind of like how I, I write scripts where I have this, I like, I'll write a script in my head for like two years and Mm -hmm. then, and then it comes down to just, okay, now time to write it and I'll write it the whole (laughs) thing out. And it's like, you know, and so it's like each draft I've, I've literally done like 20 drafts in my head and then I just spit out the final product or what I hope would be the final product. There's still some things that get changed, but that's kind of like how I approached trying to make games and mm. and so i i feel like this is the it is a very inaccurate way <laughs> to do this because i haven't completed anything so it's just like yeah I, i'm really trying to listen to things that you and other developers say within dreams to try to up my own knowledge of how to go about making a game and try to try to piece it down into a smaller achievable goal instead of the huge you know process that i always think of of or the the final product and it's 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 basically like a comic book where inside the comic book you got all the different details but on that cover that cover tells you everything all at once and so it'd be like it's like i'm trying to approach it like a cover artist where i have everything Mm. sprawled out but i don't have the I don't have the innards or, or creating the innards slows me down. So I, I guess, do you have any, from what I've just told you, what do you think is something that I should, I should try to do to fix this issue that I have and that others might have trying to do full blown RPGs within dreams as it stands. The big, the biggest thing is just use as much community stuff as you can. I mean, before I'll attempt to make anything, I'll just search if there's anything I'd like to look up. And even if you just say you want a wooden fence, if there's no wooden fences I like, I'll just look for like a wooden panel. If there's one of those I like, I'll make it out of that. It's just so much quicker. I mean, unless you're going to spend thousands of hours in like a year creating a game, even like a small game by yourself, like you're not going to be able to make everything if you want to finish a game you're going to have to use the community stuff and there's so much community stuff is like that's better than i would make myself like without spending hours and hours and hours on it so just use community stuff i mean like if, if you want to be a director right you're not there doing like the freaking makeup and costume design yourself right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, you, you've, got to, you've got to get help. You can't do everything yourself. So the best idea is just, yeah, use community stuff. That's yeah. where the time goes, just making things. Yeah, you and I, I've it. already talked about my, my hang-up with that, or, like, 
just the yeah. idea of coming to a realization that just like you said, like as a director, <laughs> like just yeah, like a director, you're not, you're not yeah, it's not you like you're the CG guy fire. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I do make my return, because as everyone knows now, I've been on a hiatus from dreams for a while, partially chosen other part because of injury. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to just get everything in my mind set up for when I'm going to make that return. And mm. it's just like, when I come back, like that's when we're going to get a bunch of stuff done and I can't be afraid to use assets. Uh, you know, yeah, gotta let it go. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, just gotta let it go. But I, I just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's so hard and you get different opinions from different people, of course, within dreams, you know, but it's the, I don't know. Like, I don't know why it's been so hard for me to do that, to just kind of just, I, you know, I just think, let it go. I think it's because you're an artist. Like, like that's what you do. You draw and, and you're an artist. That's what you trained for. So you're just naturally creating stuff yourself. And whether that be on pen and paper or digitally in 3D, your mind just goes to, I'll just make it myself because that's what you've always done. So it's trying to break away from years of, of what you've done to do something completely different is, is difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be the case. So, what I do a lot of is if you find something that looks good but not perfect, just have that as a starting block and add your add how you want it to look. It's oh no, oh, oh. I think I think I thought that lost. was I thought that might have been. Oh, he's back! He's oh. back! Yes, hey. <laughs> you you cut out just for a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was uh, just saying, did you catch what I said? No. No. <laughs> like even if if you search for something and you can't find it, if there's something similar, it's a lot easier to take that and then add to it or tweak it. Mm, and use it as a base. Mm. That's like every time yeah. I make a character now, like the character is like my own design, but I'll there's so many good like base puppets or puppets of like human forms that it's like why would I bother doing all the like sculpting of the arms and hands and stuff why not just change it to how i want it to look like build the the clothes on top and There's... You, it looks nothing like the starting thing it's just all you see is like somewhere deep there's like an extra name in the credits it's like see i mean and, I and think all the puppets, but like it's not it's not all your own game anyway is it so see and i think that's the difference I think that's the difference and why, you know, Jamie, like you said, the idea of like where I, the, the world I come from as opposed to the world of gaming. Like, of course, people use assets that, you know, they might have to get licensing to, but they like everyone works, at least from what I've told, everyone works from starting with like a base that's already there. Like, there's no reason mm. to start from zero every time you want something in a game but that's what my mind is used to. So, because it's, yeah. <laughs> because when you were just like, yeah, just to have something that you, you know, that is somewhat what you want. And then, you know, just add your own thing over it. I'm like, plagiary, <laughs> <laughs> fake work, <laughs> ripping someone off. Like my mind was screaming. Yeah. 
but I know, but I know enough now at least to know that's how it's done. But it's such a difference from like where I come from. In, yeah, but in, you also in... you also have to consider as well. Like, there's a huge difference. I would personally think from like a like a, a game that a studio's made versus a game someone's made in dreams. Like dream you're supposed to use it that's what it's there for like that's why yeah. we have the dreamiverse versus like you know a, a company just buying all the assets and putting it all together and putting a price tag on a game that they've drag and dropped and it th there's a difference and i think you're still looking at it from that commercial aspect because you're paid for your for your artwork that's what you do yeah. and you need to drop that mindset when it comes to dreams because this is all for fun so it makes no difference if you use someone else's asset. It's not fake work. It's just that's what Dreams is built upon. Well, not fake work. It's just... Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's just that thing. It's, it's in me. But uh, as just like with the fly, the short fly animation that I did, <laughs> that was me trying to break out of this idea where it's just like... Was that know, all community assets, everything, or...? Yeah, I made little yeah, changes. Mm. I made little changes here and there to certain things, but it was just me going like, "You should have seen me when I was working on that." Every He's single, like, every <laughs> single stamp. <laughs> was like, just, oh, a bit of my was, soul just died. It really, it really was like a little bit. Like every stamp, I was just like, "You could have made that." Come on, buddy. <laughs> What are, what are you doing to yourself? What are you what are you debasing yourself to? <laughs> like it was it was just it was a, a a torture. But by the time it was done, and being that I looked back at the clock after making it and being like, oh, well, I did that whole thing in four hours. As a, yeah, I mean, imagine how a, long that would have took you, and especially you, because you are so would have been particular it with everything. Like the fly, you'd still be working on the fly by now like you'd still be working on the wings for the fly that, that you would have nothing else yeah and, and i don't know who that, made that asset, but it. it's beautiful whoever made that, that it's so simple but it's so great but that's the beauty of dreams fire. that's what makes it quick yeah yeah so um oh you know what because i like re-ashing re up old things people have argued with me about let's talk dreams on pc Oh God! Are we really doing that again? <laughs> I, okay. just wanna, I, I just, right. wanna, I just want to. I just want to. You know what? You can stay like, quiet we've, we've during milk, this. We've milked, we've milked no. this like enough. No, but I want. But just like we did with the round table, I want to see what someone who basically, yeah, you know, has right. a, has the knowledge that I don't have in the PC side of game dev, like because we've already made the statement here, like dreams as it stands, is is everything it like it how would you put it i put it right the first time and i think i'm about to mess it up but it's all it needs to be for yeah, console it's just, yeah it's and, fine and but is it all it needs to be if it were to go to pc well it would have to have exportation yeah, well, have to. yeah, but I mean after that, because we already know where I stand. I say we don't get exportation until it goes to PC, but that's just my thoughts on it. So, like, w w what do you think, Payoff? Like, like can it exist as its own thing within PC? If, if exportation comes, I would imagine we get a copy on PC, but 
I don't see exploitation coming at least like ten years away. So we're not going to get a PC copy. I, I, at the moment, as it stands right now, I see no benefit of adding it to PC. I mean, it they would they wouldn't add anything for the PC version that isn't in the PlayStation version. And if they did add a PC version, they would add keyboard and mouse support for the PlayStation version. Mm. They wouldn't increase the thermo limits because everything made on PC would. I'm like I can't imagine why it wouldn't be have to also run on PlayStation. Like, they would never, they would never create like a, a PC only game area. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It wouldn't them. work. The, the only never, way it would... you wouldn't get any more thermal or anything. Like you'd never be able to import textures because textures don't work like that in dreams. You wouldn't be able to import models because they're not polished. Just yes, polygon models. So they it wouldn't add anything. But it unless would, it had it exportation. Would, unless it had exportation, and then just the workflow that they would add it to. Yeah. They would add it. The biggest thing would be a file system, <laughs> like an easier way to save your files than on PlayStation. That would be the biggest benefit of it coming to PC. Huh. So basically, my the same take as you with PC that it would just be the create version, not the play version. Like it would just yeah. be a, a, a creational tool and there's no like dream dream the dream of us where you can just play games. No, that wouldn't it's, exist. It's, it, yeah. it's blended. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, his take is the same as yours essentially. Yeah. But so like I'm saying, there would be no benefit of it being on PC. Or not that I can think of anyway. Hmm. Um I, I I, 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 okay, being that being that James threw a hissy fit for me bringing up PC again, I'll, I'll move away from it. But because I I will just say that I I feel like there's a benefit. Is anyone in chat said anything that they can think of that I've not thought of? of I'm what, sorry. What, has anyone in chat said anything that they think it would add? Because I can't I can't think of any anything. Any benefit, unless you get export, I can't think of any benefit. To no, I mean, I, I can't either. There is literally no logical reason for a PC port to exist until monetization and exportation is possible. Well, the thing is, is I believe that... Th how to put it? I believe that the both of those things are e more easily pulled off on PC than they are on console. Like yeah, absolutely. And, oh. and, and so if you want those things, I feel like the way that you get them is actually the PC port. I don't think you get it on PlayStation. So it, the same thing working with like one of my biggest reasons for wanting a PC port, as I've stated before, has always been the idea that when people argue what's better, uh, uh, controller or keyboard and mouse, the real answer, if you're not being an asshat, is whichever one you're most comfortable on. That's the, that's that's the answer. I believe I I believe that with a PC port, for me personally, as well as others that deal with modeling, they will have a better time or an easier time. 
pulling off what they want with keyboard, mouse, Wacom tablet, like uh, graphics monitors. Like these are all things that I think would uh, would make it easier for people who just can't work with the controller. Basically, okay. give them ease. And there's a, a crap ton of people. Like the other thing is, is it would be more of a chance of of monetization because you like i said you only have to look on youtube at any video from people who aren't necessarily in dreams to understand that there are a ton of people who are willing to pay for dreams if it's on pc hmm. they and i think that in itself could be a second life for the ip my point, my point to that, though, is if they create a port for PC where you can use keyboard, mouse, Wacom support, that would, they've built that for the Dreams program, right? So why wouldn't you just be able to have that on the PlayStation version at the same time? Um, like if they've built the functionality that you can use it, I mean, they're all USB, right? You just plug them into your PlayStation, you have your PlayStation into a monitor, and then you have your keyboard and mouse. I mean... I would say, I would say proprietary. It's because on the console they want you to use the moves. That's that's. If they built the the whole thing's been built, yeah, it's been built around it. Hold on, Jamie, I can't hear. On the PlayStation. I'm sorry. Say that again. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. If they built that functionality for a PC version. Why would they like not want you to use that on the PlayStation version too? Because what you're arguing for is the ability to use your Wacom and keyboard and mouse, not really for it to be on PC. Well, I think that it's that's only part of the reason I would like for it to be. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I see a lot of benefits to it being on PC. Not just those things that I think would naturally come with being on PC. But that's why I believe, like I said, the whole view of what I was saying is Blender is basically what it would become. You no longer have the Dreamiverse. So you have Blender, you have a file system. By it being on PC, you have the ability to use PC peripherals, which I would say the reason they wouldn't want to give you that on PlayStation for now, like I said, I think we're ways off from a PC port and what I'm saying would be the hangups now wouldn't necessarily be it at the time that this comes out is because they want you to use moves. They want, they want you to use those peripherals that they have that are proprietary to Sony. By the time this port happens, that'll no longer be the case because at that point, I believe it becomes an aspect of, do you of basically okay now it's on pc now we can open it up to other things but i also don't believe that they necessarily would have to add it i think the support's already there i i mean i think that's the whole way the moves work it's just they don't have it that way they don't have you with the ability to use a mouse once again going back to why i believe that is but like i said this is all this is all up in the air, my idea of, of why these things. But as I told people before, I unless unless they acquired one of these most recent companies that deals with PC ports, uh, specifically deals with PC ports to work on Dreams, this isn't something that I see coming for 
at least another five years, like minimum. But that's my explanation of why and how that would happen. I, 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 you don't have to agree with nobody has to agree with me, but that's but that's how I I feel, as far as it goes. It's it's there's a bunch of business reasons for why they wouldn't allow you to do it. I think if they ever did add exploitation, I think they would have to have their own dreams too. I mean, even if it was identical, I just think it would have to be on dreams. I mean, like, if there's no way at the moment, say my company could use dreams just by like, how are you going to share work between other people? Are you going to like collab everyone in? No, you're not going to do that with a company of like hundreds of people. Yeah. Are you going to share PSN IDs? No, I mean, just for like the, the, what's the best way to do it? Just like the ergonomics of it, just the usability of it, it has to be on PC. Yeah. If you want to add exportation, but like I said, I don't think we're ever going to get it, to be honest. So I also don't think it's ever going to come to PC. But okay. I'd love to be proved wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of things that I'd love to be proven wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, but we're here to talk about everything. So I want to go to chat because there has been quite a conversation since we started talking that, and I, and which is I like bring it up because people, I feel like people don't get their full say in chat as opposed to like when they come on the show. So I guess we'll get your responses to this. I think the chat part is usually my favorite part of the show. Yeah, you, hey, you, you talk a lot in there. Let's get like just a conversation going. So let me actually do this just to make sure. There we go. All right. So we got chat and it's on screen. Let's go back and see where everybody is. Uh, first, we got Topaz Mackey saying, I have that feeling of not wanting to use the community stuff as well. I'm not sure why I don't want to, but it definitely holds me back. Yeah, it's the same way, man. I, I feel you. That's, it's a, it's a hump we gotta, get, we gotta get over. Just do what, what you did. Just make a project solely using community assets to try and get over it. Like I, That's what I would say to, to Topaz, is just try and make a small scale project exclusively using community stuff and just see how you get on with it. It might break away for you. Yeah. Next we have Insane... Oh, go ahead. Ask yourself how valuable is your time. Because if you're Mm. making everything else, you're either going to make something that's not as good or is going to take you forever or be Mm. a tiny project. I mean, when I started, I was exactly the same way until I realized just how long it would take to get like the kind of quality I was after. And I was like, I'm not making everything. There's no way. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not spending the next year making like three levels. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next we have Insane Alpha Beta. I mean, to be fair, exporting slash PC is still obviously a main topic within the community that's always being discussed. So it's not that it's old. It's still, quote, the thing people are talking about besides multiple player multiplayer and monetization yeah I, I but i get what jammy was saying like we've gone over it a few times to say the least i just feel like until something is said it's still a conversation to be had like officially yeah. said but i understand how it can feel like beating a dead horse until we have <laughs> more of that information to go over I think- um 
DC version and exportation are almost one and the same thing. I mean, yeah, I don't essentially. One the other. Yeah. So a lot of the time when people say, oh, I want a PC version, it's like they're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Entropy Tame said the main benefit of PC, uh, I'm putting the NPC, is just more potential players. Uh, which I would I would agree with. That would be the biggest thing. Would be a huge spike. Um, Not players necessarily. Creators, yes. Players, no. I think it would be both. Maybe maybe one disproportionately to the other, but I think it would be both just from responses I've seen within people who play other games on Twitch visiting dreams but, and be like spending how... a stream on it and you just seeing all of their all of their people being like i really want to play this and then you have people like oh you can create that in this there's like a divide so it shows that there's two yeah sides but how how would that work how would that work if dreams on pc becomes what you envisage which is just a blender with no dreamiverse to play games on it i mean who says it has to be what i envisage like, it, I just don't, like I just don't I'm just saying, it. like, if it's not, if they do bring the entire Dreamiverse into the port, if, then, if, the, if, yeah, yeah, that's that's an if. But that's just as big of an if of if it was Blender. So, like, mm. that's why I tell people yeah. I'm not saying I'm, like, on the no and, and what I say is right. But there are people on, I'm going to say this in a different way, <laughs> there are people who want different things from Dreams and it does offer that opportunity if it were to keep intact the Dreamiverse. Like, I think you will have both. Yeah, you may just have creators, but that's fine with me too. Yeah, <laughs> because that, that means if it's not just Blender, that means a bigger Dreamiverse. That mm. means more people with actual, like, background in creating, switching over into Dreams, and seeing what they can create, that gives us more assets. There's a ton of things that can come. Yeah. So, mm. you know, okay, next. Insane Alpha Beta, well, user mods for one thing, not to mention the, th oh my God, I talked about this last, the last time we brought this up. The idea that if you want free, free devs on Dreams, the idea of what people would put into Dreams to mod it, like opening it up to the modding community would, is is like an unspoken hero and i think it's one of those things where it could be just like you have the guy uh the one of the people from uh mods from elden ring who's actually now about to release a full full-on no like nothing attached whole pieces of the game like putting the things that they took out of the game back into the game and also creating its own multiplayer like he's creating a straight up multiplayer for wow. And, and I just think that that's another thing where it's media molecule is a small company. I brought this up a few episodes back. They're a small company. Like when it comes down to it, if there was a PC port, the idea of what the modding community would do just like blender. I mean, people come up with their own mods that get generally accepted in the blender all the time. It would take a load off of them and actually focus really heavily from the actual consumer part to create what the community needs. But that's just, that's neither here nor there. It's hearsay, objection, asked and answered. Uh, but, it's, <laughs> but it's just, that's always a possibility that I see. 
It's just what the community would do or could do given that freedom. I don't think that's really how dreams works though. I don't think modding dreams as opposed to any other game would be would really work like that. I mean unless a mod was so good that MM like bought that code and stick it in dreams and then updated it for everyone. The way dreams kind of works is you create something and then when someone else plays it, it almost builds it from scratch, just with that code of like positional location of all mm-hmm. the sculpts. Mm-hmm. So say you have a mod on your computer that you use to create something, unless the other person has that very same mod, it's not going to be able to rebuild that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to kind of explain because oh, no, no, it's it makes not- sense. It's not like polygons, it's completely different. You're not creating like a, a sculpt and then that is in someone else's game. You're creating like positional location that then mm. someone else rebuilds on their version. So you can't really, you can mod it for yourself personally, but then no one else will get the benefit of that. Yeah, the only way it would work is if you included the mod in the code for the exportation so it ran within the engine itself, which is a whole other complication that standard users aren't necessarily going to do unless you know what you're doing. So, Well, I mean, they they, they do it. I I mean, I get it, but I I also say they, they do it for Blender. And we are talking about a proposed PC. Oh, very, very much so. But it still incorporates a lot of the community-built things from people that aren't as big as the establishment of Blender. So it's just all I'm saying is that in in my idea of what Dreams on PC would be, with the institution of a file system and things like that, you give people the ability to do to treat it like any other game that's modded. Now, you might not be able to do some of the background stuff, but there would be the possibility where if someone did solve multiplayer for Dreams, that MM would go, hey, we don't have to spend money working on that. Yeah, let's take that person's code and put it in our thing. Like, I don't know. And as I told you before the show payoff, there are questions that I don't know how to ask because I am not versed in game dev. But from the outside, that it seems like if it exists for this thing, why couldn't it exist for this? Now, everything's built differently, but with the changes that need to be that need to happen within Dreams being a PC game, I would think that would, again, open up the possibility. Now, tell me where I'm wrong. (laughs) Because I get it. It's not the same as like, you know. It's not the same in how you would say approach how how Blender or Maya works or anything like that. But I feel like there would have to be some crossover. Now, tell me where I'm wrong. I think a general rule of thumb is think how hard something might be to make. And then it's probably like 10 times harder than that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe. Okay, let's... Let's get back to chat here. So 
Uh, I didn't finish Insane's, Insane's uh, thing. He said, well, user mods for one thing, not to mention the thermal limits basically being lifted, allowing people to make much bigger things, and that's just off the top of my head. The thermal well, limits... I don't think that'll happen. I think thermal would be capped with what it is on PlayStation. They won't split the community enough like PC games and PlayStation games because it's like paid by PlayStation. Everything created on PC will have to then come onto the PlayStation. So the cap, the thermal would be like even if you could make something, it's like why they've not added it for the PlayStation Five yet, or increased the thermal cap for the PlayStation Five. It's like. They wouldn't increase it for the PC because it'd have to run on PS5. The only way they would is if if it was purely like a Blender type application where it doesn't release the Dreamiverse and again we're rolling back to exportation, then yeah, the thermo limit can be Yeah, the the cap can go, but if Dreams on PC requires everything to be released within itself like it currently is, then yeah, the cap would have to remain. Yeah. So it, it all literally all depends on what type of version of Dreams the PC version would be, yeah. would determine what these questions, how, how they'd be answered, which yeah. is all theoretical thinking. All theoretical, and that's what we're here for, baby. Yeah, uh, that's what that's our bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, Entropy, Entropy Tame said, I agree with Payoff. If it's a straight port to PC, there's no reason to believe that would bring increased thermo. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> If you want to talk about game design, Entropy is like the best. His stuff, like, he could take a video of his work, take it to like Devolver and say, give me some money to make these games because they're designed so well. <laughs> yeah. Entropy, we need you back. The best, <laughs> on, um, the best designed game on uh, Dreams. Apart from maybe uh, the um, Pogo. So insane beta, insane alpha beta. He said, "How on earth wouldn't it involve?" He's talking about the increase to thermo. PCs are way more powerful than a PS4. By that logic, that means MM won't be able to take advantage of the PS5's power either. Well, no, I'm saying they won't. It, it is more powerful, but everything's going to have to run on the PlayStation, so it's going to be capped at the same limit as a ps5 does okay. that make sense you you guys get that right yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely like, unless yeah. you can they're not, they're not i don't see them split in the community it's like why they've not released uh why why you can't release like a ps5 only game at the moment i mean yeah and it's, only, it's 50 50 ps5 to ps4 they might do that it's only because we're going through a transitional period at the minute with cross-generations. I think that once PS5 dominates in terms of, you know, user base, that's on then and only then will Media Molecule make the move to a PS5 port because they need the majority of their user base to be on PS5s, which they can see. They can see whether or not they're playing on a PS5. And once the majority is at that point, say 80%, then it's worth making the move to a port. But until that happens, it's... You, you just can't do it because you're just going to cause problems for yourself. That's one of the reasons why I see that version of, of Dreams being a standalone, a standalone open source, because this problem exactly. I don't, I don't think Dreams as a PC port does as well with a cap. 
because okay. you're going to have people out here. With, and I don't, and I've already told y'all, I don't have a problem with splitting the community. I understand why it's why business wise, that's not the thing, but that's what, that's why when I say a PC port, what I have envisioned and what we've gone over for the last 20 minutes is simply like a standalone blender esque no access to dream averse thing. Because mm. I don't think you can give dreams to someone with the, with the capability of a of a PC, a limit that isn't just the limit of their PC. That, so I, my response to that is: say we get exploitation, say we get a PC version. From a business point of view, I don't see a world in which. Anything created on a PC is not like anything created and exported on a PC doesn't also have to be PlayStation 5 compatible. I never see a Dreams engine game being solely released on PC. I think everything is like it might be cross, but I don't think I think it's always going to have to be released on a PlayStation just because it's owned by Sony. Yeah. I think you'll always have the hard limit of the current PlayStation generation software. So I don't think you'll ever get uncapped PC development. Even if, no. even if, even if it was as I as I um, as I said uh, uh, like a little bit ago, where there's like your normal version, but then there's the licensed version where you develop yeah, no. Book, no? I think Sony's always going to want it to be on uh, PlayStation. Okay. Okay. So, uh... from a business point of view, I think if if they're still funding MM to full time work on Dreams, and their goal is exportation, and they have some sort of subscription or higher pay, like release your game software, I think it's always going to come out on PlayStation. I think it is going to be locked to that. Okay. Well, Entropy said. Uh, Entropy said they want there to be they want there to be one Dreamiverse, though that works across all users at least for now. Just like they don't increase thermo for Pro PS5, same for PC hypothetically. Oh, this is the same thing. Okay. So let me see. Okay, so Entropy said the backed up your your time argument where he said that's exactly how I view it. My time is valuable. Use every advantage you can. That's definitely how I have mm. to look at it. I, I know no one's looking at Entropy's game, so I've seen that asset a thousand places. All of this stuff looks completely original. Yeah, I mean, y'all are right. I I know I know the way I look at it is wrong. I'm just still trying to work on getting to where y'all are like where where there isn't a hang up where i'm just like my time and it's true everything y'all are saying is true and i can recognize it as the way it should be i it's just like i said for me we'll see how i do when i come back when i come back for to, to dreams and and really put everything that i've been hearing for the last 10 episodes back into it in, well into play and just being like look Gray box, set it up, you know, do do everything in the way that everyone said that you should do it. And we'll see where I get to with that. Um, Lord Bruce, first time chatter. Welcome. Welcome. 
uh, said they could enable an advanced creation mode that requires creators to self-manage memory, though the maximum thermo will st still be limited to PS4 thermo. It should be like a hot and cold memory system with the cold basically being unlimited, but the hot being limited to PS4 thermo. This, however, can lead to dreams crashing or halting. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie. When he's throwing out these, the, I get what you're saying. I don't know the technical, I have the technical know-how behind that to really be like, yeah, they could do that. I, I don't know, but sounds like it could work. Um, whether or not they would do it, I think falls back into what we, what we've mm. spoken about. Topaz Mackey said, "Only because I'm part of the fun with the PS5, I say split the community." He's <laughs> <laughs> in the I, club, so do it. I had the see. I had the opinion, and this is why I made sure when we talked about the splitting the community topic, I made sure people knew before there was a PS5. I was still saying split the community. Because I'd rather because I'd rather have the community that is looking at what's available if it were to have a PS5 upgrade. I'd rather them look forward to what they could do than for me to not be or for, for those who are in the next generation to be held back and limit what they could do because other because of other people. That's just that's just mm. how I see it. Uh, and and it, uh, nothing's going to change my mind on that. I say fractured to hell. <laughs> at the moment, it, it's almost split anyway. Because if you're creating stuff on a PS5 and then go back and play it on a PS4, a lot of the time it's going to be unplayable. Mm. I mean, I've made stuff on my PlayStation 5 and then tried it on a PS4 and it's like, it just, it doesn't run. I mean, that's why Master Blaster has the two options. You, yeah. Like someone, someone um, created a frame counter analogic. So the basic difference between the two is the PS4 version has a frame counter running in the background, and if that drops below like I think 18 frames, it doesn't spawn new enemies. Whereas the PS5 one just continues. Just to continues through it, yeah. Exactly, because if it was, if they were both the same game. It would just grind to a halt, and you'd get like four frames a second. Mm. So, so, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, I think it kind of is anyway. If you're developing on a PlayStation Five, you can put you can break dreams with its current thermal limits. So, Carson brings up there's a problem with dreams on PS Five, and that would be the move controllers. You either would need to support it with the PS4 camera and the adapter for that, or they need to get a peripheral that tracks the new PSVR 2 controller because you can't track them without the PSVR 2 headset. Which is why I said that any big update that is coming to Dreams is coming after PSVR 2 is released because they are going to have to make some sort of update in order to make it compatible. To make dreams compatible, you like the only the one thing I haven't tried is the moves on PS5. Not only because of my history with moves, but because you like to get that adapter. At least from what I saw, to get the adapter for the moves to work on PS5, you have to like you have to have had PSVR, which yeah, I didn't. Do, which, yeah. 
which I didn't have because I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I haven't bought into VR yet. But as I've said, I believe PSVR 2 is going to be when I buy in. And then with the performance I was getting with my moves, probably because of broken camera or whatever else, I was just like, yeah, I'm not investing in that yet. Like, I'm not going to go get a PSVR headset just to get this adapter and then have these moves not work. And I kill my entire setup with rage. So, uh, but yeah, the, I think the neck, the only, the time we should all be actually in like looking for a big, a big update of something that, dr that truly changes dreams. I don't think it's going to happen until after PSVR two is fully adapted. See, I don't think there's, I don't think there's going to be any form of a PS five update until PSVR two. Cause yeah. in order, for, in order for that to work, like they have to update it for PS5 so that the hardware recognizes the peripherals for it. They're not compatible with PS4. So it's not in the code to recognize it. So yeah. no PS5 update can come until VR2 is out. Okay. Uh, so next, or yeah, we're almost to the bottom here. Uh, Insane Alpha Beta, well, at the very least, people aren't going to be on PS4s forever. Eventually, they have to convert to PS5, and then they can take advantage of more power. Yeah. Yeah, it's all and, about and the transitional period. It's yeah. all it comes down to. So, I want to take this time to talk, uh, to switch over for our last, uh, our last run. I am sorry, kitten. I didn't mean to kick you yet again. You're oh, in, no. You're in my foot space. <laughs> <laughs> this log, is, and he's a black cat. This log. He's a black cat, and he's under the desk in shadow. So I can't, I can't like, when I look down, my eyes have to adjust to see where he is. And he's just, he's, he's still asleep. I didn't wake him up that time. The last time he looked at me like, dude. Why would you do this? <laughs> why, why, would, why would you put your foot upon me? And anyway, for the last bit of this, I want to talk about you, Payoff Wizard. What, what outside of dreams are you interested in? What really, what really, you know, what really wets your whistle, tickles your tits? What, what are you all about? You in the movies? You in the, you know, art? What, what, what are you on about? Uh, yeah, movies, games, art, uh, whiskey. Nice, nice. Nice. Uh, I've just started a project. I'm converting an old whiskey barrel into a drinks cabinet. So that is taking up the majority of my time at the moment. And it is hard work. <laughs> Sanding oak is so hard. It takes it hours like and hours. Mm. Uh, uh. Yeah, movies, games, uh, uh, snooker, play a lot of poker. That's where the name's from. Ah, okay. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we got the reveal. <laughs> yeah. Now we know the origin story. <laughs> Lego. Love Lego. So who doesn't so, like Lego? Yeah. So tell me, because I am going to take advantage of the fact that you said movies, uh, as always, <laughs> as always. Uh, what's, what, what's something, what, what type of movies do you like? What, what do you like? What do you dislike? So if I'm... Searching for something I've not seen before. Um, my go-to is sci-fi. Mm. Love a good sort. I like a, a modern-day sci-fi. Something mm -hmm. like uh, Primer. Oh, mm. Primer. Oh. oh, 
Uh, yes. Like near future, like Gattaca, one of my favorites. Freaking love that film. Nice. I, yeah, uh, uh, anything like Black Mirror in that genre. Oh yeah, great. So okay. that's that's my like go-to. I I just can't believe you said Primer. <laughs> so many, like not enough people know about this movie. It's, it's such. Films, but you, oh. If anyone says they get the first time watching it, I don't believe them. <laughs> I don't even understand it after watching like a half-hour explanation on YouTube. In, in other words, if y'all haven't seen Primer, you need to see Primer. Another one to follow that up, foreign joint uh, called Time Crimes. Time Crimes is another one that I, it's just... That one with the bandages on his face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Time Crimes, loved it. But um, if I... What's the best sci-fi you've seen in the last... I would say in the last five years. If you had to give me like a, a top three, what would you give me? Can I say uh, Severance, even though it's a TV show? Okay, that, okay. That like blew my mind. Um, other than that, last five, ten years. Movie-wise, I'm not sure. I think, I think it's all TV nowadays. Eh, that's not unusual. Not unusual. Yeah. Did you did you like um, uh, Arrival? Yeah, it was alright. I think I thought it was a bit slow. I quite liked the ending, like the explanation to it. I thought that was alright. It's just yeah, it's a bit plodding. I mean, I think it would have been better in like hour episodes as a TV show. But yeah, it's a good one. Okay. And have you ever seen Enemy Mine? No, it's an old one. It's an old one, but it's it's one of my favorites. Uh, if, if you ever see it, let me know. Um, we had a we had a yeah. It, it's it's real old, <laughs> but but it, it's from my childhood, and I I've continually watched it throughout my life just because it's one of those things where I think the themes are still just as relevant today as they were back then. And even for back then, it was a little, it was, it was, it just talked about things that people don't like to talk about, but, um, Oh God, I'm getting questions. Insane Alpha Beta. Were you here for the pre-show last week? Cause I talked about Morbius. I, I, I did. <laughs> if, if, if you, you wasn't it on Twitter, like that conversation happened. Uh, yeah, it, it, it also happened a little bit on Twitter, but, um, so what, but I want to, I want to make sure payoff gets his time here, you know, to, to, to throw out a few things. Another, another good one that springs to my mind is the, um, Christopher Nolan magician one. What was that called? The prestige. That, yeah, that blew my mind as well. Actually, yeah. sci-fi for people that have not seen it. Yeah, uh, the, 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 I, I think I explained it. Five years ago, I think. Yeah, it's probably I, a lot more. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Probably, like, it's probably like a decade now. <laughs> but I'm like that with time. Hey, I'm like that too, man. I'll be like, yeah, that was like three years ago. And I look it up and it's like, oh, that was 12 years ago. <laughs> I, got, I got an email reminder saying, or an email congratulations saying, you've been with the company 10 years now. And I'm like, what? I thought I'd been there like three years. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Where's my life going? <laughs> uh, 
that's uh, that, <laughs> that has dark undertones. But yes, um, I believe it was the episode with War Garble where um, where I brought up the prestige because that is extremely good. And it caused like an existential crisis in my brain as far as like doubt. That movie was so good that it made me doubt my own abilities as a storyteller. Like I was, wow. I was just, I think you were there for this talk, for this talk. I, it, yeah. I usually, I, talk, still. I, I usually talk with my friends after every movie. We'll sit in the parking lot. We'll just break it down, go over it all. I was just quiet for the whole ride home. Just in my mind, just trying to reconcile things. I, I like the prestige more than I'd say almost any of his films. Um, Memento, yeah, Memento is like the only one you can really combat it with. Um, David Bowie in a film elevates it further. This is true. This is true. (laughs) The the guy he plays in, what's the scientist he plays? Tesla. Anything with Tesla in it makes the film better. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm all about Tesla. But uh, coin them. I actually haven't seen The Prestige. Correct that, my friend. Correct it. That's 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 something you got to see. It, it really is. Um, uh, I guess I'll... Uh, this is the thing. Morbius, if you go in with the right expectation... And you're not just listening to what everybody said online. I'm not going to tell you it is a great movie. Because it is not. But. Sometimes movies are just there to be entertained. A lot of people forget that when they go into their. Into their breakdown. Like everything isn't to win an Oscar. That there is. The, the, the reception to that movie surprised me. Only because it's the reception that I expected to hear for Venom. But instead, people loved Venom and completely crapped on Morbius. And I'm just like, yo, those are flipped to me. Like, like Venom is terrible. I will Mm -hmm. have this argument with anybody, anytime. Absolutely awful. One and two, terrible. Two a little bit more so. (laughs) Two was less. Two was worse. My wife I didn't loved think it, it was possible. And she really wanted to watch two. And I was like, no, the first one was terrible. I don't want to watch it. She's like, please, I like it. Watch, I watched the second one. I was like, that was worse than the first. Uh, they, but they, they, oh, just, but oh. I say this with the understanding and the... the, 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 the uh, Yeah, with the understanding that no one ever sets out to make a bad movie. Everybody's trying their best to pull off the modern miracle, which is getting a movie made, period, having all the different pieces and people on said project somehow see the same vision to make something translate into film as a medium. It's insanely hard. So I'm a fan of all the actors. I'm a fan of uh, the director. That just was not, for me, Venom 2, because the most recent just was not what I needed. It, it was, it was, it was, it came off very, let me stop. Let me just leave it at, I didn't like it. I, if someone ever re- re- reacted to, to 
Venom, the way people reacted to Morbius, I would have believed it. But instead, it was flipped, and that I don't understand. But, yeah. I need to watch Morbius. I haven't watched it yet. I don't think you get that great a reaction, though. Don't people think it was just an okay, bad film? People will live in... I will have a comment on my YouTube within the next... And then a bad, bad film for Morbius. No, for Morbius, for Morbius, people were like, it's the worst piece of crap ever made. There are memes that, oh, now, of Literally. course, this is online, yeah. but they're just memes of how they attack every piece of it. And I heard, I have found out that people just hate Jared Leto. So that's part of it is for some reason, there's this really, I, I just don't know. Someone let me know why, but people well, just really Google, dislike Jared Leto. Google him and his like weird cult. Yeah, he literally had I've, a whole cult situation. I've, I've seen pictures of him looking very know. Koresh, but I've <laughs> but I've never looked. I'm just like, yeah, he seems yeah. that weird, and I've moved weird. on with my day. That's it's weird. Like I think he gets people to worship his feet or something like that. It's oh wow, yeah, yeah. okay, wow. But it's, yeah, weird. What, what's more surprising to me is that people actually do it. Like that that's that's the thing, like if if you wanna build a cult or whatever, well, yeah, you're a bit weird. But the fact that people actually go for it and like, Yeah, okay, I'll worship your feet, sure. That doesn't <laughs> see that doesn't surprise me because people are desperate. People are desperate, but we're not gonna get into that topic. Yeah, but it's simply desperation will lead people to do crazy things. That's that's all it comes down to. But um let me see. I guess people are just tired of the same non-risky cope-paced Marvel movie. Oh, oh, okay, okay, sir, sir. Okay, as was put in my Twitter when I had this conversation, I do not group what would be Sony Marvel films. Yeah, they're not the same. Or or Fox. What was Fox? Now Fox is actually Disney, which is Marvel now. So that. That is going to fall away. But I get, I actually get a little angry every time I see like Sony or what was Fox flash up the Marvel logo before their movie because I'm just like, you're not Marvel. It's not the same. Marvel Studios and Sony are not the same thing. Yeah. When you and- see the Marvel logo and in association with the Marvel logo, Two completely separate things. Do not mistake them for the same thing. Now Please. we will. Spider-Verse, then they can flash it up. No, no, no. no. Spider-Verse. Just... Yeah, Spider-Verse. See, I, I, I yes, I, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's good enough to be, but even still, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, don't do it. Don't, don't. Nothing made me happier. Then for those that uh, saw uh, Spider-Man, nothing made me happier than that post scene where they literally eradicate. Well, I, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know if there's spoilers, but but the, the post scene for Spider-Man made me so goddamn happy. I just I can't, Wait, I, I which, was, which Spider-Man, which one? Uh, the uh, uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Because, but Black Widow was a Marvel Studios film, though, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, 
but that's we we you know I have a different podcast coming yeah, out. Yeah, I was that's just about be, to say there's a podcast be, that this is perfect for. That that's going to be centered completely around more talk about movies and stuff like that because I I'm I'm not able to do it as much as I would like anymore. But yeah, we're gonna have a whole talk about Marvel because I I'm just I, I, I'm sorry, but I'll be that guy that I'll die on the hill. I think I think people are I think people are unfair to Marvel and and they're and, huh? I can't I can't get enough of it. Oh I love it. I yeah. am a sucker I love everything. Like every every well, piece especially of it. the uh Taika Waititi stuff. Oh yeah. Stuff. Like it's yeah, like it's it's the only thing I go to the cinema for now is for a yeah, Marvel film. That's it. It's the only time I go to a cinema if it's a Marvel film. Well, I don't go to the cinema for anything anymore, and I know it's sad, but I have to to retain my my uh, my my uh, mental Your wellness. Sanity. Yes, my my <laughs> mental wellness because I still stand by the fact that people just don't. At least here, it must be different where y'all are, and I, I I'm in yeah. this. But people seem to not know how to behave in theaters anymore, and that's my church, and it angers me that I, I have, I'm checking people's Twitters, like not me, but people are in front of me with their bright lights, and people are having full-out phone conversations in the middle of a movie. Like, I, I can't. It, I, it, think it's where, I think it's where you are. See, I've, I, I've see, never had someone answer a call in the middle of a film. See, but I have people around me who do still go to the theater and they're like it's never like that when i go so it must be me i'm not above it it could be just i'm bad luck when it comes to the theater anymore because i will i have the craziest stories which i've told here before but i have the craziest stories of stuff i've had to put up with in the theater and it's like i'm alone nobody seems to nobody's like wow that sounds crazy but they're like that doesn't happen when i go i just Maybe it's just I'll you. Do. Yeah, it's just, just you. me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, but see, Coinum, Coinum says, yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than when that does happen. It happens every time. It's literally every time I would go. So I don't go to the theater anymore. I can wait. I can wait. And, I, yeah, it means I don't get to be on the cutting edge of click, you know, with videos online or anything. But that's fine because I'd rather just enjoy my movies. I have a, I have a setup that is just as good as the theater. So I'm fine with it for now, for now, maybe in time, once it becomes more of a commodity thing where things are made easier, people that don't really want to be in the theater can just watch their stuff at home. And then maybe it'll become what I used to love as a child. Uh, Oh no, notorious, (laughs) (laughs) notorious. She knows go watch the earliest show. Um, last time I went to catch the earliest show, uh, actually the last three times on different days, because that used to be my thing. I would go when the theater opened just to make sure nobody, I'm like, people got to be at work. There's no way (laughs) this would happen. And each time that I went to watch these movies, there were either three busloads of children outside which is two of the three cases I'm talking about. And all of those kids were in my movie. Of course. So that was terrible forever. Um, The only movie that actually shut kids up 
was uh, Speed Racer from the Wachowskis. That blew my mind. But they were in so in awe, I guess, of what they were seeing on the screen. Like, they were all like, wowie zowie afterwards. But kids didn't say anything during that movie. They were just taking it through the eyeballs. I loved it. I loved seeing it. But, uh, yeah, there was that. And then there was the group of uh, uh, college teens that came in and were basically screaming and throwing shit at the screen and the theater wouldn't remove them. Um, Thankfully, thankfully someone else in the, like a cop was in the theater, like off duty cop. And he gave this long speech, like screaming at them. It's like, get out of here. I'm going to arrest you. Blah, 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 blah. And then they all like kind of shifted out. But yeah, it's just, there's always something. So anyway, anyway, Watching the earliest show has not saved me. Not at all. Just so, stick to watching at home. It yeah, I'm just going to watch it at home and wait for, mm-hmm. you know, these companies to give me what I want. And that's the ability to just watch what I want at home. Like, I, I don't get why they won't do it. Why they keep trying to save the theater. It's not even a... It, people love the theater, but it's not as respected as it, as it used to be. They're, just let me watch at home, man. Don't let me do that. Don't, don't let me do so. But we've gotten way off point. Yeah. Way off point. I think so, it's time to uh, to wrap up. It, it, pay off. Is there anything you would like to throw out there? As it, hey, hey, you kicked me that time. You kicked me that time. That was not me. Anyway, sorry, the cat again. Uh, pay off. Is there anything you would like to direct uh, the people towards, whether it be on dreams or YouTube or social media? Tell us what you. I'm on Twitter, but follow me. Don't follow me. I don't care. I only use it for dreams. <laughs> so if you're interested in dreams, you can do that. Go watch. Uh, go watch everything. Everything everywhere all at once. Do that Talk- instead. The wildest movie I've seen in years. Oh my god, it's so good. It's okay, so I'm good. Watch it the one. Ugh, it's- <laughs> God, so good. So good. So, all right. Well, then with that, ladies and gentlemen, I know we got off topic, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for checking in on uh, or checking in with us for being in chat, for being talkative. We appreciate you every time you show up. Uh, We're going to take this time to raid someone. Let's let's see who we can raid today. Let's go for. How come it never tells me who's on the We have uh, Visium. We have a yeah, we have Visium, we have the actual player two, Martin Dancer, Panda, you know Trino. We're going with Visium. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna raid Visium and who's also uh, creating in dreams. Looks like they're doing some logic. So I'll start that raid up. And uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Uh, hopefully I'll be back up in, in commission, uh, very soon. in which case there's going to be quite a few changes coming to the channel. So thank you for joining payoff wizard. Thank you for coming and being with us. Hopefully you'll join us again for a, uh, a round table in the near future. And I I hope you enjoyed your time. Yeah. I hope I've not been too dying on dreams. Oh, no. It's great. With that, ladies and gents, we are gone.